Awesome. Great. Hello. Hello. We are both in. That's great. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. How's it um, going? It's great. Great. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Oh, wow. I forgot that it was Friday first. I know. Days <laughs> kind of just don't really matter anymore. I know. These days, I don't know what day it is ever. <laughs> Me either. It's either a work day or a not work day. So, um, well, thank you so much for taking the time to hop on and chat with me um, this okay. morning on SIP Sustainability. I have my longtime friend, Danielle Butterly. Um, lately, she's been getting into yoga and health and wellness and all kinds of different healing mechanisms. And so I invited her on and would love to chat about you know, her journey and how she's managing the pandemic and what cool little projects she's come out of it. So um, thanks again. Yeah, thanks for having me. I love talking about all this stuff, all forms of expression. So I'm really excited to talk about it because this is what actually inspires me too. just like talking about it. (laughs) Me (laughs) too. Through the pandemic, I've been having like a little bit of like just ebbs and flows the inspiration it's been kind of a struggle to get into the inspiration it's like it comes and goes but I feel like it's it goes more than it's coming lately (laughs) definitely but you've actually I mean from what I've seen you've been putting out a lot of amazing content whether it be for yourself personal or your your yoga or anything and it's it's well, great to you. watch yeah yeah so. I do I, I need to like remind myself that I have been doing I'm so hard on myself sometimes still <laughs> we are I am too I'm guilty of it it's I don't know how to stop that but it's I would definitely the practice right it's the exactly so we'll talk about that more today um I would love to you know get started with um how you got here and kind of your journey uh so far my journey of yoga, of writing, of all the things has been a long one. And it started actually in high school, which is like funny because I didn't really open up about it at all. Like I didn't like even some of my best friends, like I just felt like really weird telling them about like I had this autoimmune condition, but I was actually going through like a lot in high school that I kept kind of to myself because I didn't really understand it either but it was just like I started getting kind of um sick like every not every weekend but a lot of weekends I was like I would just get fevers and aches and I would go to the doctor and I never had like anything it was just like like my body was fighting something off kind of like a virus which is like so interesting I'm like It was like I was getting all the symptoms of basically the coronavirus. If we're like relating it to the coronavirus, I would get aches. I wouldn't have the respiratory thing, but I would have fever and chills and aches and but I didn't have any virus. So they basically told me I had an autoimmune condition, which is, you know, your body attacking itself. Basically, my immune system was like just crazy. It didn't know what to do. It was like giving me the symptoms of fighting off a virus that I didn't have. And then I also had like super intense, um, auto or not autoimmune Raynaud's, which is a circulatory disorder, which is like a secondary symptom to the like main core thing. Um, basically my hands turn like purple 
and my feet turn purple when I lose circular when I am cold or stressed out in any way it like the blood just kind of constricts so that's now what I'm still trying to heal all the other stuff has been like I haven't had a flare-up of fevers in a long time and that's come from practicing a lot of yoga and like going into the mind body connection and trying and understanding like that my autoimmune condition was yes my body attacking itself but it like was responding to my mind attacking myself because I mean I still am hard on myself like I said earlier but I'm a lot less hard on myself than I was and since like in high school and like since childhood being like a gymnast Mm -hmm. I was like conditioned to be like this perfect like toes inside the line arms straight legs straight like everything was like so obedient so hard on myself that I was like programmed that way from like a lot from a young age so then it's been a lot of like like letting go of that program and coming up with new ways to like literally think and live by um it's definitely a lot of work and it hasn't been a a completely smooth ride and I'm still working through it like it's definitely like healing is a whole whole lifelong journey um so I'm definitely still working through some stuff going going through the ebbs and flows but um I definitely have just grown so much from the experience of having an autoimmune condition because not only is like it challenging like physically but like then you're faced with like what is life and what is death like thinking about what death is at a like young age in your teens when no one else is talking about death or has any like thought about it. And it just made me want to like live life as much as I could. So I was like, I just want to like do the things I want to do. I want to, I wasn't sure. Like, I was like, I don't know what this autoimmune thing is. I was so, I was so young when they like, they label you with something. You don't know like how, how bad it is, or if you're getting it when you're young, if it's going to progress and you're like, not going to be able to live a long life. I like literally had thoughts. Now I don't, but I had thoughts like, what if I don't live a long life? Like, what if I die like before 30? And I would actually think that way. So it's like, it changed my life completely. Like I was like, all right, I'm just gonna live a different path. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's been a long, long journey to get where I'm at now. And I feel like it's almost just begun still. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been a few years. I, I was going to ask if your your trip overseas and teaching abroad had anything to do with you getting your um, certification or anything because I was going to say how are you able to manage this especially now as an adult knowing what you know and like what you've been through as a kid battling this your whole life how do you keep up with yourself and you know keep up your your mental health during all this yeah, I I mean, I do the practices that I know are like healing for myself. So I do a lot of yoga. I do meditation. I'm always trying to like express in any way, just like get out like these stresses or tension or whatever I'm carrying in my body that sometimes I'm not even like consciously aware of. I'm just like letting them come through me and like art or 
like singing in the car even like I love singing in the car breathing is like super powerful I've been going to a lot of breathing workshops with like deep like holotropic which is like the circular kind of breath work like Wim Um, Hof kind of like Wim Hof yeah but just for like longer periods of time Wim Hof's style is I think 30 like breath cycles and then an exhale hold and then another 30 in and out and then exhale hold holotropic is like the same exact thing like just get it in as much as possible breathe in as much as possible exhale as much as possible like keep it going go deep go like dig deep into yourself but like for 45 minutes (laughs) wow So it's like real intense. You feel a lot in your body, but it's super powerful to like, you feel where you're like stag, like where there's stagnations, like you feel like this kind of uh, constricting in your hands or your hands will kind of like tighten up or in your mouth. And it's crazy. Breathing is like so powerful. But yeah, so I just, I try to do a lot of meditation and I, and just um, knowing that like, I'm not going to be healed tomorrow. Like it's a whole long thing. Um, I've learned that the mind can change, but the physical growth, gross matter, like your actual physical body, it takes a little bit longer to translate into the body than it does in the mind because it's like you got to be really consistent really repetitive with your your thought patterns and then eventually like your your body starts to catch up it's just like denser you know our body so so dense that it's um it's working with the mind the mind Mm -hmm. is definitely like not separate from the body but it's just it takes a little bit longer to heal physical symptoms through the mind i recently learned that our bodies hold on to trauma and emotions and all these different things, even just thoughts can turn into something in your own body. And it truly is, like you said, you have to start with your mindset and your thoughts are truly the root of everything. Mm -hmm. Cause then eventually it does translate into your body. Um, It's, it's a yeah, whole thing. It's a whole system that we are so like, we're, I feel like we're still brand new at, you know, just learning all this information. Like it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so interesting that like, this is what like yogis and stuff studied thousands of years ago. Like this is all they spent their time doing was like diving deep into like their physical body and their minds. Like they would that's what they did throughout their day. So it's like, it's hard to do in our Western society of like, you know, trying to keep up with bills and like social gatherings and all this stuff. um, And also have this like understanding of what, like what it is to go deep into yourself. But yeah, they, people used to study (laughs) like all the time, what it means to be a human and what the body is and, um, I don't know where I got how we came up with that. What is it? What was the last thing you said? I honestly don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> um, oh, we're new to all this information and we're just now figuring out, but we're not. We oh. as Americans, I think, are new to it because we're, you know, the baby of the world. And like, I've been personally practicing yoga for, I don't know, since senior year of high school. Like, what is that? Coming up? 10 years now almost? I don't know long time but I haven't really like delved into the the books 
like Mm -hmm. all of those that actually talk about, because it's not just, everyone thinks it's a, it's a physical practice and, you know, holding those crazy poses are going to make you an amazing yogi, but that's not it. Right. Philosophy for sure. Yeah. I guess that's where I was coming from. It's like, we are new to it in a sense that like Western culture is now becoming interested in the practices or just like the philosophy it doesn't have to be just yoga but just like these eastern teachings of spirituality really Mm -hmm. and yoga is a big one and it's funny that like we've lost that connection for a long time and because of we we like busy ourselves with so many other things but really like this is what like it life is about is like discovering ourselves and like going into like what we have a physical form for what our mind is and like the distinction between the two but then also like the understanding of like that they're not separate at the same time and yeah it's like it's definitely interesting that we're now learning more about it And in relation to what's happening in the world, too, I feel like it's starting to expedite kind of this this whole process. Like, I think the whole coronavirus has been some sort of like shift, like people are shifting and and changing and evolving their their thoughts without really knowing what's happening consciously. I think it's starting to it's, I don't know, everyone's having a different experience for sure, but it is changing a lot. Everyone is changing their thoughts about what they want to be doing with their life. And we're just being shown our shadows and all of these things that are like popping up in all these different ways. And it's crazy. It it (laughs) really, it really is. It's, and that was what I kind of wanted to get your opinion on like now that you are I mean me as someone who's like practiced and kind of been this way for a while but like kind of felt like I've always kind of been made fun of for being like into that kind of stuff just because you know it's like it's very traditional and you know it's not the way of the new world or the western world so I mean now seeing all this it's kind of nice that other people are catching up to okay, we need to take care of our bodies, our minds. I was going to ask, how have you, like, what's your, I guess, what's your routine right now during all this since you are not, are you still teaching yoga during Um, this? I am just like twice a week at Lifetime. We're doing rooftop classes in the evening and um, in the morning, but like my manager teaches most of the classes like the other teachers have like we all have two a week and then he has a lot more (laughs) because he's the manager um so not that much and uh I nanny still twice a week but my routine has been a little bit sporadic I actually am thinking about hosting like a 21 day meditation and journaling challenge in the mornings like every morning at 6 a.m maybe on the weekends at 7 a.m just like 30 minutes of like a little meditation and then a little like journaling prompt just to like honestly hold myself accountable because I I have still been meditating but it hasn't been at the same time every day it hasn't been super regular with like the duration of time it's 
it's been a whirlwind with like finding my own um, routine. Also been like traveling, you know, it's been summer of moving. My boyfriend was living in Sedona. So then some days I'm here, some days I was there and trying to find the um, routine. Basically, it's been a whole bunch of surrendering and going with the flow and being like, what the fuck is happening? I'm just going to like <laughs> surrender and hope it all works out. And it usually does. Like I've like been living this surrender kind of life since I've been traveling after reading the surrender experiment, which I highly recommend. It's okay. like one of the best books. It's called the surrender experiment by Michael Singer. I'm and writing that down. <laughs> his life is just wild. Like, and I've literally like, I have been surrendering for years now since I've read that book. It's just like, okay. And then this is like just an ultimate surrender time, but I do want to, um, start honing in on like a more disciplined uh meditation practice now because I don't know I just think it's really important for like manifesting things if you want to like make things happen getting more organized and this will be part of it so look out for that hopefully maybe you can join absolutely (laughs) I was going to say please count me in because I I was on a really good path earlier in the summer um before it got so hot that I was journaling I was drinking my hot lemon water in the morning doing my five minute journal right when I get up um I was going for walks I was doing yoga before work and then it just got to be 100 degrees after 8 a.m so I just you know it's it's taken a toll but um yeah I would yes I'm definitely interested Um, yeah I'm sure we'll do other things I'm gonna try to keep it like 30 minutes but like I want to do like movement and like maybe have a like a mantra or a word or something that we meditate on and then journal on that word or or quote or something just to like do something but I'm gonna try to keep it simple shorter ish and then maybe we'll just do a little bit of light movement some head circles or something but yeah you'll keep it keep an eye out holding each other accountable it'll hold me accountable to do every day it really does I mean for me it does take either going somewhere that's why this has been so hard especially for a lot of people is physically going to the gym and seeing your people or you know meeting up with your coffee group or whatever it may be just seeing your accountability buddies like that Mm -hmm. makes a world of a difference and without that it's you know, your habits, your good habits can actually fall to the wayside. So yeah. Do you have any like tips? Like how do you stay motivated? Like I know you love um, writing, you keep talking about it, I, I need to get better at it. But how do you? Is that kind Mm. of your creative outlet? Like your motivator? Like it's definitely one of them. Writing helps me clarify what I'm like thinking about. Like I'm actually not as good of a speaker as I want to be like even with teaching yoga like I I'm trying to get better that's why this is like good practice of like really like articulating my thoughts I don't I don't do it that well I feel like I like struggle for the right words to say a lot of the times and I'm just like a slower person I'm a Taurus like I'm like someone that's not just like jumping to things like even making decisions like me and my boyfriend have like issues with this because he's very much like gut instinct like let's do this and I'm like okay let's like feel it out like it just takes <laughs> me a little bit longer to like make a decision and I think that's just like how I am it's just I am 
a little stubborn and I am slower so that writing really does like it helps me to like process my thoughts and like then I can go back and read what feels like true or right for me um so yeah writing is like a huge huge tool to like do it for you know a little while in the morning at least like 10 minutes almost if I can like really even if I'm not writing the whole time fluently writing you're just like it's kind of a meditation just sitting there with a pen and a paper just like what do I want to write about what is like coming to mind what do I need to write about like and then sometimes it's like really profound and you're like wow I really discovered something about myself this morning or sometimes it's like wow like the pool is really hot <laughs> it's so hot outside <laughs> you know trying to stay sane getting my my thoughts down on paper yeah that's yeah that's definitely a good tool for this pandemic because we're all just in it We, we are but some of us are doing things with it like I know you have worked on a little writing project um do you want to talk about that my kids book yeah I yes. write two, two writing projects actually but my first one was my kids book which had been in the works for a while and then I just didn't release it before like it was it was done before COVID mm. and then I didn't release it because COVID hit and I was like just huge and I was like okay because my like I wanted to get it into the yoga studios like that was my goal of like having it Amazon was just my printer I didn't really plan on like trying to make sales on Amazon. I was like, I just want to print it and then sell it at sto- at little like boutique shops. And I don't know. It was just kind of like a first little project. I haven't done like a ton of marketing on it, but uh, it's Hanumanasana, the story of the splits pose, um, how that pose got its name. So asana in yoga means pose and Hanuman is the monkey deity um and it's the story of this monkey who jumps across the ocean in the like splits pose basically and that's how the pose gets his name it's a really cute story and it has like a good little message in it that's like find the light within you to jump across the ocean so i'm not i just liked that story there's so many different um like hindu mythologies and stories behind the um poses or just behind philosophies of yoga kind of like a way to teach truths if you will through mythology which some people like take fiction as like not true but it's actually sometimes like a really powerful way to speak truth um like that's kind of decorated in a way that's not like I don't know opinionated it's just a story but it has these like truths within it um so yeah that was my first little project and I think I just did that because I wanted to see what it felt like to like put something out into the world like it's cool to just have a physical thing and be like wow like I had this idea, it was a seed in my head, you know, just like a a word in your head. And then you like do some things and then it becomes reality. And then you're like, wow, like I have this physical thing. It's really cool. And then feeling like the after of like, okay, so I put it out. And then knowing that marketing and actually doing something is like a real thing behind having a business. (laughs) You can't just like have everyone, you know, have it be there. I haven't done a lot of marking and then knowing like life goes on too. Like once you do something, 
big. Like, I mean, I kind of learned that with traveling and stuff, like just transience is just like something happens and you're proud and then you, you move on, but like you have to be present throughout the whole process, the whole journey. Um, because then I have my next little writing project that, um, I'm releasing, I don't know when it'll be done a couple of months probably, but this one is like a big book that's really vulnerable. It's actually my like my traveling. I call it like an eat, pray, love, millennial, millennial eat, pray, love. It's like my healing journey of like first starting to meditate and then learning about what meditation was and like just my whole very vulnerable process of like what I went through and like observing myself and there's like a little love story in there and I wrote it like a while ago, but I never published it uh, until this year. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. It's 2020. The world is like ending. Just kidding. It's not ending, but I was like, shit's going like crazy. So I'm just going to like do it. (laughs) Might as well. Life is short. Yeah. Go ahead. So that's what the other, the book, and that's what that other podcast was about um, that I like did a while ago, but then hadn't published it. So now, now I'm like, I'm just full send. I'm just going to do it. And it's called fuck the system. So I feel like it's kind of relevant. I'm like, maybe it'll do well because it's has a really catchy name and people do judge a book by their cover. They do. They do. So it could be like a better time now than it was. And then like I did the first little kids book just to like see what it feels like. And then now I know like, okay, I'm going to do like a lot more for marketing just because like this, this one means a little bit more to me anyways. So I'm going to, yeah, maybe do like Facebook ads or learn how to do all that stuff. Do a little bit more of the marketing side, probably get everyone I know on Instagram to post a picture of it on their story pretending like they're reading it even if they're not (laughs) I gotta come up with a plan well let me know because I can definitely help I've been kind of in this space for a little bit um I love that you mentioned that you were doing an eat pray love because that's honestly how I classify my time in Long Beach and Los Angeles over the last two years I was like yeah I literally went on my own eat, pray, love. I was, I got fat and happy. I did the hard work. I went inside and forced some of those repressed things out. And then, yes, I did have a relationship. Um, but then, you know, it's fine. It's life goes on and mm-hmm. there's no hard feelings and it just wasn't the right time. Right situation you know whatever in a in a different reality yes but I love that you that you kind of had that as well I feel like I mean I loved yeah, the movie now's our time it like, is like our 20s like this is when we're discovering ourselves of yeah. just like what we really want and yeah it was a really like it, just a super amount of growth and it literally that that year of travel changed like everything about the way I see life because I had some really like spiritual experiences of like when I was meditating, when I was breathing and oming and, and like my eyes just, I was woke (laughs) and I was like, Holy fuck. Like this is what all of the things in the past have like been leading me up to like, and we're having this autoimmune like condition because 
I mean, I, I left to travel, like basically to go heal. I was like, mm-hmm. I am on a path that yes, I'm having fun. I'm in college and I'm partying and I'm living life to the, to the fullest. Like I'm trying to like, but it wasn't real. It wasn't like a real fun. I was like, this is like numbing. And I just felt it not being healthy for me. I was like, okay, one, like it's physically not healthy to like drink and party and stuff. And then two, like, it's not soul fulfilling at all. And I don't want to get a corporate job that I like, know I'm not going to like, like I've thought about my life too much and what I want to do with like, the time that I literally have on earth and I just couldn't do it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go like see what it means to like heal, dive into the the mind body connection. And like, and then I did and it was great. And then I came back and I started writing about it. Cause I, I started writing about it like kind of for myself. I was like, I just need to like figure out what the fuck just happened here. Like, what did I just do for 11 months? Like, so I write, started writing and just writing and, And then it was like, I don't know, halfway through that I was like, okay, maybe I'll like turn this into a book. So I started to like tailor my writing towards more of like, I could, I could publish it. Uh, But in the beginning, I was like, I'm just writing for myself, like seeing what comes out because I needed to like understand in my own mind what I had done. Because I mean, I was journaling the whole time I was traveling in a way, but I was, it's like hindsight of like really seeing how I shifted and changed when I came back that was like totally get it I totally get it like like when I went to Brazil like I tried to journal every single day and I did and I was I was glad and like sometimes I would go and like sit by myself and like just write but uh, when I was there I was like I don't really feel like I have anything to say like I just wanted to write things down so I could remember like oh what Mm -hmm. I did each day but then the real work is when you come home And then you're thinking, okay, how did this experience change me and the way I perceive other people, myself, the world. And it's, Mm -hmm. I, that's why I'm like kind of starting to go crazy because normally I'm like traveling at least somewhere like every couple months, like just, you know, I've got family elsewhere and friends all over the country, but like, Mm-hmm. yeah it's it's tough yeah it's the integration phase after that's like honestly the most important part of like any kind of healing work like yoga or like breathing ceremonies any kind of ceremony if you're sitting with like ayahuasca or other medicinal like medicines like it's not the experience itself that I mean it's hard to do that work yeah like to do yoga or whatever to have that experience but it's like it's really like the integration of what you learn after that's like okay what do we do now like I've changed and I've shifted as a person and what what do I do now with these newfound beliefs like am I holding on to some old limiting beliefs about the way I was living or about myself and then how do I how do I move in about the world now um, that's like, I feel like this is what's happening in the pandemic. And it's just really interesting. I I feel like, I'm like, I don't know what my message is right now because I'm still in it. Like we're mm-hmm. still all in the pandemic and yeah. I'm not sure if it's like the integration phase or not, like, cause we're all still learning and we're all still like shifting and there's so many different fucking thoughts about it all but I feel like there is going to be some sort of integration okay how do we go back into the world or like the world will be forever changed and then how 
like what is it going to be I don't I don't know I don't know what the integration phase is after the uh, the pandemic now. <laughs> what what would you classify this as? Like trauma? Like we're all going through yeah, we're a traumatic like still, experience? This is like still like a little micro trauma. I mean, not a micro trauma, but like it's a big trauma. But then within our big whole worldwide trauma, we're each having like our own experience of like micro traumas of how it's like you know, affecting our daily routines, how it's affecting our just like accepting of what is and just our daily lives are changing so much that I feel like it might not be huge things that's changing, like working from home, I guess, like some would people would think that's a huge thing. Some people would not. But um, yeah, we're still in the, the like trauma aspect. And so then we'll have to do some healing around it, moving towards more like love and connection. I think it's going to come. I hope that we're going to have to, we're going to move towards more like connection to our earth in a way. Cause I think some things are coming up out of this, like, oh, I don't know how it's all related, honestly, but it is like, it's, it's all it related. It is all related. <laughs> it's weird. Like all of this stuff with like, the fish in Miami and the oil oh, spills and the volcanoes and the the bombs and stuff. I'm like, it's all happening at the same time because it's like chaos in motion that's like gaining momentum. But it's like I think I think healing from it is gonna come from connection to ourselves and to our earth. Yes. Like that's it. Like yes. one hundred percent. That is if that was anything that I took away from the Amazon rainforest, that is, that is it. And there are still people that live off of that land. And uh, let's see, that was five years ago already. And I didn't know you were in the Amazon. Did you sit with Aya? Wasco? No, it was a school trip. Otherwise mm. maybe I would have, but yeah. I'm definitely well, going to go back. Years ago. Yeah. True. Yes. This was 2015. So this was, what we mostly learned out there was about human rights and how Brazil is one of the largest populations and the most pristine natural resources, you know, in the entire world. And they, there are people in the cities that don't even have clean water. Uh, It's yeah, it's a huge mess. And so going over there was just, it was life changing. And then, Mm. Coming back, I, what I was going to ask you earlier is how do you, for me, it was to, cause it completely, it just validated everything that I had already been thinking about the way we're treating the planet. Um, and literally right. watching, I, I watched football field sizes of the Amazon rainforest be just bulldozed. Like, oh my like it's nothing within seconds. Like it oh doesn't even, God. that was doesn't five even years matter. ago too. Huh? Five years ago. So then last year I lived by the Brazilian consulate. I don't even know how over in LA. And so they had a protest because then all the fires were going on and mm. this was 2019. And so obviously mm. I was like, I have to go and support. And so for me, and then let's see, that was August. So about a year ago, crazy. And then all the California fires were happening, September, October, November. Then we even had earthquakes back in July. 
So the California was just a mess. But then, like you said, all of these other things happening, they are truly, it's now, oh, and the Australia fires, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> all, like the whole world has been trying to tell us, guys, we are not pay attention, pay attention, <laughs> but we've just been like, no, 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 it's going to be fine. Like we have the resources. No guys, it's 2020. Like we thought everything was going to go down. What in when it turned 2000? And then again in 2012, like there's been predictions, but we're not doing anything about it. So I guess my question that I'm wrapping up with, when you come, when you came back from Thailand, did you feel like you struggled with trying to integrate what you learned and how you want to be as a person into your daily life and also talk about it with the people around you that may not know those things yet? Yeah, that is always like a hard thing because you change so much and then people that you have known for so long, like still treat you the same or like, cause they, they like, you are the same. You've just like yeah. grown a lot and maybe they haven't grown because they've, they've stayed in the same place or doing the same thing. I did definitely struggle with it. And I'm kind of like an introvert with my feelings, which I feel like that's why I, I write things out and I try to express and like. I try to get it out in different ways because I'm not as good at communicating like things within just like my voice. Um, that's a huge thing that I'm always working on is like, how can I use my voice better to spread my message? Um, yeah. I mean, we, we do have to share, I think yeah. with all of the stuff, like all these little like knocks, you know, that like the earth is telling us to like, listen, it's just, it's, um, it comes with sharing. Like, I know you have been sharing too. It's like, what do we do? Right. How right. are we supposed to like integrate? How, what do, what do we do when we know? And I know that those experiences of like seeing the Amazon being cut down, like it literally doesn't do it justice to just mm -mm. tell me, tell me that. Cause like when you see it hands, like in your own field of view, like you're like, this is wrong this everything in my body about this like and my soul and my spirit feels wrong to watch this and just but how do I like make that a message I don't know I mean you're doing you were sharing right now in a way yeah. so like I feel like you share on your social media that's all we all we can do talk about it more in your daily lives yeah I try to like talk about it more in my life like what it what connection to myself and what connection to the earth means I've definitely started to shift my group of friends and like who I hang out with the vibration of people that I hang out with is like so different now um, especially even in the last year it took me a while to find like a group of people who are all about like raising the vibration and like we're just like we're all about abundance and like yeah of course we want to make money too but that's not our goal <laughs> no not the end goal. And for, and that's where I've struggled personally. I, I don't know, being from the Midwest and growing up on a farm, like I, I've been pretty in touch with the earth as a, as a kid, like my grandparents still grow their own food on their farm um, in the wow. summers. I, I know. And I'm like, ah, oh, I just, I, I want to be doing that and I want to do it everywhere and just show like, even though, yes, it's a little bit of hard work and like it's simple, it, it truly makes a huge impact. 
on Mm -hmm. the planet overall. Like if everyone grew their own herbs or something, then Mm -hmm. that would cut down. Yes, it would cut jobs, but like it would cut down a lot of all the extra, I don't want to say it, but like all the extra bullshit that goes into Mm -hmm. the agriculture business right now. And it's, for me, I'm losing, I lost my train of thought, but I, I for sure want to start a commune. <laughs> right? Me too. And I feel like a crazy person, but you mentioned like no, raising like... the vibration and that's what it is, like getting in touch with the planet. Like you can actually feel like that's why they say go to the beach. It's grounding. Go put your feet in grass. It's grounding. Like you actually feel that you're a part of this planet mm-hmm. when you do those things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the vibration is like, it's, it's all, real. we're it's all real. raising it and it's yeah. these conversations and doing the things. But I, I'm like, earlier you said that you thought it was like weird to do these things. And I feel like I actually, like that's reminding me of where I was about all of this stuff, like a little while ago too. And it's, it's reminding me like how far I've come into, I don't think it's weird anymore. Now I'm like, this is normal. This is like, Right. This is the way it should be. Like, but there is exactly there is hesitation there, and I remember that of being like, okay, like one step in, one step out. Like, I'm not sure, like, how much I want to promote this kind of stuff because it's alternative. But like, mm-hmm. it's definitely like be on the forefront of like, it's not just it's not weird. It's not, and I I agree. I've struggled with it and normalizing it because where we grew up and like you yeah, know not everyone people. the people just, they don't think that it fuck them. Just kidding. exactly so that's <laughs> why I was like fuck this I'm going to California I'm gonna be with my people and they get it and yeah. Yeah. and there are a lot of people out there that get it and want to help I yes. think it's it's like I mean the virus is here I think maybe it, like this is so messed up but it probably does need to kill people to balance things out like the earth needs to be balanced out and we have a lot of people but beyond that if we're trying to save everyone I do think that like we have the technology like we are smart not me I'm not an engineer I'm not like a creator of like sustainable methods I'm not going creating the machines and whatnot but I think Mm -hmm. we have like the the intelligence there within us to clean up the world and to stop doing the things that we're doing it just it takes inspiration and I think that's part of my job is like to inspire other people to to do those things like we have the technology we have the intelligence as humans it just takes like inspiration and motivation and awareness to move into like what we need to do and make that our main priority because when we talk about like health of the physical body of each individual eventually health becomes everyone's number one main priority like, no matter what, it for me, it happened when I was young. A lot of people, it happens when they're older. And then it's like, oh, damn, like, this matters. Like, health is the number one priority. That's what's happening in our world. Like, eventually, the health of the earth will be our number one main priority. And I think we're moving towards that. And then it just needs to happen now. It needed to then... happen. <laughs> yeah. 30 years ago. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess better late than never. Yeah. But then people will like 
we just need all the the big companies, the big corporations to fund the the big projects and get on board, which is, you know, hard when political leaders aren't on board and whatnot. But yeah, (laughs) there's there's a lot of good to come out of this. And people are they are being made aware of this, whether they like it or not. So, you know, eventually and honestly, I have a lot of hope for the next, what, five years, I think AOC is just such a badass and she gets it. Like she made this video about the Green New Deal and the way of the world. It's very well done, actually brought tears to my eyes, but I, I'll have to send it to you. It's She made a little like, I don't want to say like infomercial, but kind of about... Um, getting involved in politics and um, the green new deal and like how it's going to make the the world look. And yeah. So she, yeah, I will. I still haven't seen Zac Efron's documentary (gasps) on Instagram or on Netflix either. Well, I mean, I've loved him since high school musical. Like that was our middle school dream when that came out. And so the fact that he's doing that and it's a very well done docuseries you should check it out okay i will i just i wanted to watch it um but i don't really watch netflix that much and then when i do it's usually with my boyfriend and he was like i don't want to watch that but I'm yeah like, well, no guy wants I think to watch just, zach efron <laughs> i know but i'm like i bet it has really good conver- like information he just doesn't want to watch zach efron well <laughs> if anything i i mean i don't blame him I would love to watch them, even if I was a guy. But the the travel scenes, like the places that he goes to, if anything, he should just watch it just to see the sights. Like, Maybe I'll make him watch it. Because we do, like, sometimes we're like, we like don't really watch TV that much. And then we sit down, we're like, what do we want to watch? And yeah. I did try to watch it one time, but I'm going to try again. It's not Zac Efron this, Zac Efron shirtless. Like, Zac Efron looks beautiful. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> Like, yes, all those things, but information (laughs) with a purpose, (laughs) (laughs) which I love, love him, love Leo. Yes, I know. He's been my fave. Same, but now we're too, at least me, I'm too old for him now, so. You're too old for him? What do you mean? His cutoff is like 24, 25. Oh, really? I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) One day. I would just love to work with these people. Like I, I and like Zoe Deschanel and like all these other, like Alicia Silverstone, like she's getting involved. Like there's all these celebrities. And so I was going to say, I'm very, I have a lot of hope because now we've got the younger generation on TikTok. They are realizing, okay, plastic is bad. This is what's happening to the planet. Like, you know, we need to fix it. So I think, I think these next 10 years are going to be, um, I don't even know. A lot of changes. A lot of change. It's going to look completely different, at least I hope, in a good way in the next 10 years. Yeah. I actually struggle with, like, friggin', like, myself and and my own carbon footprint and how I can be better with that because, like, I drive. Like, as a yoga teacher, I'm, like, driving all the time and then traveling, too. Like, I was driving back and forth to Sedona and back, and I was, like, oh, like, I just, like, I feel it. I'm, like, hey, well if I really, really, really cared, I would be like, no, we're not going to drive back and forth. But I mean, I do, but I was like, I still want to see my boyfriend. You, I, <laughs> I love that you're even thinking about that because that's, 
that's what the industry has done. They have successfully shifted blame and consciousness to the consumer versus taking responsibility themselves. So we are, have been made to believe that it's up to us. Yes, we can do things to mitigate our footprint and like offset it. But in the, in the end, it's these big Mm. agribusiness, big um, oil business, um, landfills, like the, Honestly, oh, that's wanna... interesting. So they it's... try to force it on us. Like you guys have to lower your carbon footprint, but like you one need to person doing it is like not going to be enough. Yes. So it's, I could talk about that all day long. So that can be another episode, but yeah, it's, I think it's wonderful that you're thinking like that, but also I don't want to say do whatever you want, but, you know, just be mindful of it, not taking excessive trips to the grocery store or excessive mm-hmm. driving, you know, like make it be more intentional and mindful right. of the actions that you're doing, you know, have a plan, think ahead mm-hmm. and then be prepared. If something goes off plan, then that's okay. Like, it's yeah. crazy that people still use like plastic bags at the grocery store, which is actually <sighs> sick, shitty about the whole pandemic is like not being able to bring your reusable bags. I know when I was going to the grocery store, I was going to Sprouts and I was still bringing my bags. And I, I had a conversation with the checkout lady. She was like, I was like, I just, I have to, like, I'll just hold them. She's like, I know, like, we're just not allowed to. And I was like, okay, well, there's no research showing that these are any less safe than the plastic bags that go through many, many hands before they actually get to the grocery stores to your hands. And then they're used once, you know? So she's like, Oh, I know, I know you need to talk to the CDC and educate them. I was like, I would love to, let me, let me get in touch with them. Good luck. Yeah. Right. But it, it will take, and that's the thing is it's not it shouldn't be completely on us, but we can do it. If we all collectively like make a stand, take a stand and say, you know what? No more plastic bags. No one is going to be using plastic bags. We have enough materials to make reusables. Everyone gets at least one or two. No more plastic bags. You know, then it changes. But one thing that I learned, um, I don't know about the other companies, but just Kroger alone, maybe this was just in Kansas. I don't know. But they had a stash or not stash but a supply of plastic single-use grocery bags up until like the end of 2021 they had a what they have a supply yeah so like they pre-order and like they make everything and then they just keep them in warehouses or wherever until they need to use them in the stores so we have created a supply that's going to last us probably for the next year to three years maybe mm. so mm. and now it's like do we get rid of them and not let them actually be do used? you know like so it, how bad how bad are paper bags then it just that's the other thing is like it's better because paper is easily recycled and it can be you know yeah, more of that's a what circular. I do like when they try to and they make me like use a bag I'll be like I'll take the paper one but I don't even know like if that's it's really that much better significantly I mean, it better. better yeah okay. it's yeah just because it can be easily um turned into another bag or whatever but the right. plastic they also the other I could go on about plastics but the other thing about them is they can clog up 
the machines, the sorting Mm. machines and everything at the trash and the recycle centers. So one thing, Mm. one takeaway, terrible, literally one thing to take away from this is quit using single use plastic grocery bags and same with plastic water bottles. They are just terrible. Um, But yeah, I can, like I said, I can go on for so Uh. long. Well, but people are should. waking up to this. Like maybe are... you should do like a series like I'm doing the yoga philosophies, just the yamas and the niyamas, which are like the basic yoga things and on on my Instagram. Maybe you could do a series of like just sustainable things that people might not know about. Yeah. yeah. Like why like plastic or paper over plastic or just like some things how bad plastic water bottles really are like yeah. show, give examples of like you know what happens with them that's a great idea I that's I mean, honestly people something know I it but like I bet people would be inspired by like you sharing just being like I am sharing I don't care how many people see it or who likes it but I'm like sharing what I know to be true yeah and that was my whole thing kind of like with your writing like I you know, you know, all these things, but it's getting it out on paper and actually putting it out into the world and saying, like, even if no one likes it, like, it's for me, I just did it. So that's Mm -hmm. why I'm starting with my podcast, because I've been wanting to do this for so long. And now I've got friends to talk to. So yeah, thanks again for hopping on. This was yeah, really great. It went down a path I was not expecting, but I'm really... (laughs) It never does. It never does. That's good. That means you go with the flow. Exactly. You know? Yes. I'm sure it'll be like totally learning curve. You should someday. Okay. In the next couple of weeks, you're going to come over and see the puppy and talk to Steven about podcasting because like he loves speaking. Like I'm, I like writing. He likes speaking and he just like, will like talk so much about like what podcast, it's such an art form to be able Mm -hmm. to like let the conversation flow but then also like kind of be directing it and mm-hmm. controlling like where you want it to go it's like he can he can you guys can talk about that okay. <laughs> definitely and I need to meet him so yeah sure. let's yeah, do it that. well I don't um, want to also up- breathing too if you want yes. to do breathing yes Monday mornings I do and I want to do your meditation and yoga thing so keep me up to date on yeah, that'll all probably that. be in September I'm thinking Perfect. Okay. Well, I will be here. So I'll see you. <laughs> Yay. But yeah, so thank you again so much for taking the time to, to chat with me about your journey and everything you've learned so far and how you are creatively um, channeling it and putting it out into the world. And I can't wait to see even more from you mm-hmm. soon. My pleasure. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm about to chat. Yes. I love and talking we'll, to you, Chandler. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love talking to you, too. I can go on for hours. But we'll mm-hmm. definitely have to do another episode. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. This was Danielle Butterly. I will include her Instagram and her kids' book, which I have already read it and found it absolutely adorable. So <laughs> I will link that, too. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks. You, too. Namaste. Namaste.